episode 87 of the All the Books Show. The <laughs> Back official in the pod- saddle again. The official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Yep. You're one stop. I used to say one to- one stop shop. Yeah. I don't like one stop shop. You don't? Well, I don't know. Try something new. Okay. Uh, the one place you can go. Yeah. Find what you need. Yep. In uh, very narrow. Yeah. If, if you're looking for book news, if yes. you're looking for yeah. books that are coming out, author news. Yeah. Literary news. Yeah. Sometimes author interviews. Occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, we already said literary news, and that's yeah. about awards. That's true. Because we're talking. Anyway, I'm yeah. Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning, and we are going to dig into some awards a little bit later. The Pulitzer Prize were announced. Hugo nominees were announced, so we're going to yeah. go over those. Hugo nominees, bit. Pulitzer winners. Yeah, that's nice. right. Nice. Just right. setting everybody for, for success. It's been a little episode. a little bit of a lag since our last episode, because Eric had a week-long vacation to the Disney World resorts. That's true. How was that? It was fun. Yeah. I went to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I'm not a... I the Disney magic doesn't really work on me. Okay. I've learned again. I was in a much better a heart. Okay. Disney mood this time that I was there. Okay, I was much more like ah oh, Disney's. I like Disney because of Moana. Because of Moana, but because also we've been watching Disney movies. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's just Magic Kingdom's a little bit. It's just too crowded, especially mm, during yeah. spring break. Yeah, well, that's an insane time yeah. to go to Disney World. So um, I got lost in a mosh pit for about two hours before I even found really? my family. Yeah, really. So, okay. but um, it was also Star Wars Celebration Week in Orlando, yeah. not at Disney, but in uh, Hollywood Disney, uh-huh. they did a bunch of Star Wars stuff. They have a Star Wars museum with posters and a wow. thing. Uh, they have some stuff, props from the movies there. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the Seneca Park Zoo, so it's kind of the same. That's kind of, yeah. I went to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, it was like the same thing. We both yeah. saw gorillas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, not not so much gorillas, oh, okay. but. I saw a baboon, which terrified my son. Yeah, you were telling He's me still about still having nightmares yeah, about afraid a baboon. the baboons yeah. are going to get in the house. Yeah. That's, is that his first baboon? His I first guess, time he saw a baboon? I guess. And it was yeah. funny because they weren't doing anything. They were yeah. just like eating and sitting in yeah, little they got hammocks those, and they stuff. They got those angry faces. He was like, get me out of here. Get <laughs> me out. And then it took him a long time to recover. Yeah. And then like a week later, he woke up and I went into his room and he was like, baboons aren't coming in our house. And I was like, I know, I know. That's true. <laughs> that's that's great. true. There's no baboons. But... I mean, I, I said that's great. Anyway, he's young great. enough that I can share that kind of story without yeah. him being embarrassed. Yeah, sure. So um, it's all right. They did, a, uh, they did like this Star Wars... Uh, fireworks video show where they would uh they would show scenes from the movies oh. or like characters from the movies um and they project it on this giant wall on their um on their big uh museum or uh, okay. building there and at the same time they would be shooting off fireworks or doing lasers so like if kylo ren comes out on mm-hmm. screen and he swings his lightsabers uh the lasers make it look like the uh, light, but they also have like sparkly, uh, you know, sparkler effects going. So you're like, everything's literally on fire. Wow, that's crazy. Um, that sounds cool. And it was cool because like they also pre they they don't like shy away from the prequels. They show oh. plenty of stuff from there. Okay. But at one point they showed young Jake Lloyd. Yeah. And it was just him on the screen. I'm like bold, bold <laughs> yeah, Disney. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. Um, but they would like they would do it in like themes. So like here's um, here's like all the love. Okay. Uh, stories yeah. slash romantic scenes from Star Wars. Here's yeah. the villains. Okay. When the Emperor came out, that was the cool because he would sh- he shot the lightning and everything's uh, flashing and all the yeah. trees look like they're sparking. Like I'm literally being hit by force lightning. That's awesome. So that was cool. Well, the rest of us didn't go to Disney. Yeah. So thank you for um, thank you for sharing. I was, your, yeah, I was trying to get you there. Uh, I told you not a single Moana merchandise. Yeah, that is to, crazy. To buy to find. Uh, I asked them. I was like. Because we were in Epcot, it's been three days. I haven't yeah. seen a single Moana yeah. uh, 
item. And I was like, where, which store do I go to to yeah. find anything Moana? Like, we're pretty much sold out. Wow. I'm like, you're Disney World. The soundtrack. We have the soundtrack here, and it's been going crazy. Yeah. Well, cool. the soundtrack's crazy. great. People love it. Um, yeah. But it's it was just crazy. Stuff. I'm like, if I can't get Moana merchandise at Disney World, sir, yeah. where am I supposed to go? Your uh, Walmarts, your Kmarts. Yeah. I guess it's, it's just kind of crazy. Well, in all that time in Disney World, did you get much reading done? Because no. we're, we're talking bookmarks now. I did not, but yeah. I brought something to talk about bookmark okay. instead. All right, we'll allow it. Okay. You, you have uh, the share stick. I did <laughs> I did this last time because there's a bookstore called uh, Chamblin's uh, Book Mine okay. in Jacksonville, Florida. That's huge. I mean, and it's a used bookstore. I love it's a it. great place to go. I want to go. I got you some uh, Star Trek books. You sure did. They were super old. Thank you very uh, much. By Joe Haldeman. Yeah. I think that's like, is that, would that be like while the show was going, those books would come out or like? No, those were, that was like the, like bantam book series from like the very early 70s so okay it'd be like in between the show and like the animated series or something okay well i got uh some books so i'll just for my bookmark yeah, i'll just say what it. i bought i love it all right i bought uh to your scattered bodies go uh last oh. name is farmer because all okay. it's showing is farmer i can't remember it that's a it's a hugo winner i okay. bought some hugo winners good uh the fountains of paradise by arthur c clark okay. as well as childhood's end by arthur c clark Two more Hugo winners. Okay. Uh, Ursula K. Le Guin's I Got the Left Hand of Darkness. Okay. She writes the... uh, I don't know. The 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 island place that I like. Okay. Wizard of Ursi. Ursi books. (laughs) It's uh, Rite of Passage by Alexi Panchin. Yeah. Uh, Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. And J.G. Ballard, The Drowned World. Wow. Also, I got this book called The Dolphins of Altair Mm -hmm. by Margaret St. Clair. Sounds like... that book is about the dolphins are done with humanity Hold on. and are looking for people to take out humanity with them. Echo the dolphin? Again. From the Sega Genesis? No, no. Okay. All right. Well, I saw uh, your wife sent me a picture that she bought all the UC Adler Olsen Department Q books. Yes. At that bookstore. Yeah, she so got the first three. Hooked. That was our most recent book club. Yep. We did the Keeper of Lost Causes. She, so I'll uh, talk about that in a minute. But I'm glad she's hooked I, up. I was That's sitting cool. next to her while she was uh, listening to the, because uh, we were driving, and yeah. she was listening to the audio book. Yeah. And a lot of times she's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, the, I knew it. Yeah. She 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 says she figured out the, uh, the villain. The yes. Killer. I know. I'm looking forward to it. The book so. club is actually today so we're going to talk about it listen but, we're sorry yeah. listeners usually we give you a better nick's been warning you for weeks yeah. you know yeah. yeah what what are you you're reading the first one yeah okay keeper of lost causes right. yep we're done with that and then now we're starting uh, big little lies by leon moriarty which oh. i read just recently uh-huh. and the hbo show just wrapped and everything so we're, we're going to be working on that one so if you want to oh. join us for that you certainly can we're also reading the blessing way by uh tony hillerman okay but um i i read some stuff yeah. One thing's going to crack you up. Maybe. So I'll tell you what they are. We'll see. Uh, I finished a couple things that I had been reading. I finished Headlong Flight by Dayton Ward, which was a Trek novel. Uh, not great. Middle right. of the road. Maybe these sweet Trek novels I, I yeah, got you. I'll go back to the 70s, so. yeah. <laughs> I finished Keeper of Lost Causes, which I, too, listened to the audiobook, and the audiobook was great. Yeah. I think I liked it so much better because Kendra, of that audiobook my, reader. My wife, Kendra, who's been on the episode for our Nicholas Sparks episode, That's right, yeah. she commented that she liked uh, how he was doing the accents. He did, yeah. He, he made it because it's, it's, it's Danish. You know, yeah. It's set in Denmark. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he did the accents, and it just made it a lot more kind of immersive, so it was very good. Mm. But I finished that. I, I'll probably read more. You know, it was it was a long, it was a dense book, but it right. moved relatively quickly, and I liked the characters. So, I read Ultimate Fantastic Four Volume Seven. That was a graphic I read this week. Not uh-huh. good. Yeah. I might be done with the Ultimate Fantastic Four yeah. series. So is 
the world. The world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miles Teller's hoping that he's going to get a call, but... Miles Teller, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my wife randomly got me the uh, Power Rangers novelization by Alexander right. Irving. That's I, the yeah. one I thought would crack you up. Yeah? Yeah, she just... It's like a junior novelization, but she knows my love of novelization. Yeah, so sure. So she was like, here you go. Yep. And, and I read it. And? It's... Very, very close, like exactly like the movie. Though she didn't say that weird fish hook line. The fish, but oh right, tie you the, up uh, like a fish. Yeah, yeah I've tied you that up like a fish, there. and that we were just like, there. "What? Who's tying fish? Yeah, how do you tie I a fish? Know. How do you yeah, tie multiple weird, fish together? What purpose it does was, it serve?" It was fun though. As yeah. far and then being a junior novelization, it was like good enough for me to enjoy. So. Okay, Power Rangers is a hit. You and I both like it. Yeah. Ryan, who's on staff here, saw it over yeah. the weekend, also loves yeah. it. So. Yeah, our, our two, wives two nostalgic yeah, thumbs our up. wives to, no matter you know they're they're gonna have to like it they're as well when we show them uh, sure. yeah 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 so anyway that was <laughs> sit down and watch Power Rangers with me I'm currently reading Homecoming by Cass Morgan which is book three in the 100 series <gasps> you're uh, almost ready for I'm book four I know I know I'm almost caught up I started High Profile by Robert B Parker this is a Jesse Stone novel okay but it includes Sonny Randall from the Sonny Randall series ah it's not good oh it just doesn't. It just reads like fan fiction. But you do love Mad About You. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because Helen Hunt. <laughs> yes, because right. Helen Hunt yeah. was supposed to play That's Sonny right. Randall. Sonny Randall, the series, started because it was meant to be a movie with Helen Hunt. But he mm-hmm. continued the series when the movie didn't take over. But Sonny Randall's great on her own, and Jesse is great on his own. Together, it just doesn't work. Right. They just don't blend. It's yeah. a weird, weird yeah. thing to do. Yeah. And uh, I'm sad because there's no more Sonny Randall yeah. books. So now It's, it's kind of like mixing... Uh, mustard and batman no you know? they don't really go together no i don't think so. no like one's a condiment and okay. one is a crime fighter yeah in that in that sense they're <laughs> sure. very different yeah like so, sonny randall and so uh, trying to give guy. them equal like starring batman yeah and mustard <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh you know what though be delicious what batman does have a villain called the condiment king oh there you go who uses ketchup and mustard you've done it you've outsmarted Jeez. yourself who was in the lego batman movie yes he was is quick Quick side trail. Yeah. Uh, Condiment King. Yeah. I know him because he was on the animated series yeah. in the 90s, but as like a joke character. Is yeah. he from the... Do you know if he's from... I think he's just from the animated series. Okay. I think they were just doing a little... Oh, I liked it. A little joke. He kept yeah. showing up in the Lego movie. I'm like, Condiment yeah. King! Yeah. <laughs> I'm also reading Star Trek The Newspaper Archives, Volume 2. Oh, you got me the first volume I sure for Christmas. Did. I got hooked. Yeah. And so now I'm reading Volume 2. Isn't so good? Fun. Yeah, it is good. It is so, good. Do you I, think you'll ever like reread them? Reread them? No, probably oh, not. Okay, you probably don't reread. Not. We've already talked about. I don't this. do a ton of rereading. Yeah, you're no, a I just have so many things that I want to read. Yeah, that I have to like choose. No, yeah. I'm gonna reread. Your dreams are too big to go back Thanks, to man. past dreams. Thanks, man. <laughs> I watched a surprisingly good page to screen adaptation. Uh, over... uh, that was me trying. Thank to Thank you for adding that. Uh, uh, it was called A Kind of Murder, uh, oh. starring Patrick Wilson. And it was based on the book by Patricia Highsmith. Uh, the novel is actually called The Blunderer. It was kind of a, I guess you'd say a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. But it was just, uh, it was very good. It was a thriller. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patricia Highsmith also, also wrote the talented Mr. Ripley and the whole Ripley series, which okay. is probably what she's best known for. But this was sort of a, a 60s um, thriller, you know, with, with this sort of murdery undertone. A little Hitchcocky here and there. Right. But it was really well done. So I, I, did, I really like that. I did the same thing. Uh, on TV yeah. while I was down there, uh, the Two Towers. Yeah, watch that. The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. The two, two Towers. towers. Uh, great. That is a page to screen adaptation. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, 
the Ten Commandments was also on the Charlton <laughs> Heston. I've never ba- seen it. Based on the Bible. Yeah. Based, based on the book of But Texas. I'm pretty sure it was the TV version, so it was shrunk. Uh, okay. And I only watched the second half of it. Okay. So. All right. Well, worth mentioning. So yeah. So thank you. Thank so. you for taking us all on that trip yeah. with you. Okay. Oh, well, I think that's it for the bookmarks. Yeah. What's new in the world of books? What are we gonna What are we gonna get today? This very day. That's true. These are the books that are coming out April eighteenth, twenty seventeen. Yeah. In the year of Walt Disney. I don't world. think that's no Walt Disney that's, World. No. That's what you say. No. Now, trust it, me, I've been to Disney. It's re- what they say. That's what they say. Everything there. Wow. is uh, it's either B W or A W. Really? Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, which is also delicious of root beer. Hey, yeah. Under your advice, yeah. While I was in the Magic Kingdom, yeah, I got a turkey leg. <sighs> yeah, it it was too much. It yeah. was so much meat it's on a great. steak. It's it, great. I mean, not on a steak on a bone. It was I love just Frontierland. It was just so much. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Well, you're a little guy. I, okay. <laughs> you got a little stomach, but it, it was belly. it was good. But yes, it, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Uh. A rat. Nope, I said it wrong. A raw rat. Oh boy. A R A. Error rat. Error rat. Yeah. How mm-hmm. did you figure that out? It's biblical. On a uh, heart that goes wrong on a biblical scale. When an earthquake reveals a secret cave hidden inside Mount Ararat, are they going to find Noah's Ark? A daring, newly engaged couple Ooh. are determined to be the first ones inside, and what wow. they discover will change everything. Uh, I picked this because it's written by Christopher Golden. Oh. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. He's written. A bunch of books. He's he's kind of a workhorse, would mm-hmm. you call him? Yeah. He's done a lot of uh, franchisee books. Yeah, he's, I've read he, some of his Trek stuff. I've read some of his X-Men stuff. Nice. Oh, uh, I have too, actually. Fun thing about Christopher Golden. Let me hear you. Lives near Haverhill, Massachusetts, my hometown. Your hometown. Shout uh, out to My Haverhill. sister had a friend who babysat for him. Wow. So I Look used that. To, when I found that, I was like, but he's such a big name in the industry. <laughs> and then I got all I'm like, oh, wait. No, I I just read two X-Men books by him. <laughs> He wrote Codename Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, here's a book title that reminds me of how you run this library. Fast and Loose. Yeah. Oh. A that's, Stone Barrington that novel. That seems rude. Oh, hey. Stone Barrington. By Stuart Woods. Uh-huh. And, no, just Stuart Woods. Yeah, just Stuart. He hasn't taken up a... Just co- Stuart. Uh-oh. Sounds One? like there's an emergency going on yeah, out there. Yeah, it does sound like it. What, his, he had a Teddy Faye novel that came out that did have a co-author on it, so... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You asking or telling? No, I'm telling you. That okay. happened. But right. That's not a main series. So, uh, while well, Stone Barrington is enjoying a boating excursion off the main coast, when a chance encounter leaves him somewhat the worse for wear, mm. look out, Stone Barrington! Look out! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roughneck by Jeff Lemaire. Who is this guy? Why do I, I recognize the name? I don't know. All right. Well, he's the best-selling author of Essex County. That's it. Secret Path. Sure. Descender. No. In the Underwater Welder. I haven't heard any of those. You've heard of the Underwater Welder. Okay. You've heard of their work. Is he a sadistic Underwater Welder? Yeah. Yeah. He's just (laughs) welding this bridge. Uh, I'm using so much. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The Fix. David Baldacci. Something we're going to need. uh, Multiple copies of. It's already, it's here and it's already snatched. Just like that. I was going to say, we, Get on the, the library is going to need a fix yeah. after the way you run the library, oh, fast and loose. so a lot of talk about me being bad at my job. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. That's, that's weird. You're right. David Baldacci yeah. and CJ Box, they're like, yeah. they're, they're pure gold here. They are. Sanford. John Sanford's another one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And his son. Stuart Woods seems to do okay here. <laughs> yeah, but we've never needed to get multiple copies okay. of Stuart Woods, whereas well, Woman Holds Easy. Okay. Well, uh, Baldacci, it, this is uh, book three in the Amos Decker series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have one nonfiction. Okay. It's called Pizza Camp. <gasps> Recipes from Pizzeria Bidia. Oh, my gosh. Bidia. 
I'd go to that camp. Pizza camp? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the opposite of fat camp. <laughs> yeah. It's the real fat camp. Breakfast pizza, yeah! yeah. You could have breakfast pizza, pizza for lunch. It's a no-brainer. Lots sure, of yeah. Pizzas. A fresh pizza pie for dinner. Yeah. Dessert pizza. Dessert pizza. Yeah, Washed s'more down. pizza, yeah. fruit pizza. Little gummy pizzas. You yeah. ever have a gummy pizza? Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Brush uh, your teeth with marinara sauce. Don't do that. No, you shouldn't. No. One time when I was making pizza, yeah. this was when I was working at a pizza job. That makes sense. Uh, I was just doing my job, yeah. just sitting there stretching the uh, the dough to make it into a pizza shape. Yeah. And uh, one of the people I was working with had a big ball of dough and decided to pitch it at somebody else next to me. And I got a full chunk of large pizza dough into my face oh at my a high gosh. speed. And I tell you what. That stuff hurt. I bet. And it also sticks to your face. It doesn't. It doesn't just like fall. It's like into your face, and then it just like hangs there for a little bit. It's a very unique experience. Everybody laughed. I also once got. Uh, here's another pizza story. Okay. Allow me. Yeah. <laughs> for I mean, one yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Making pizza, putting yeah. it on the toppings. Yeah. Uh, somebody orders a meat pizza, which comes with capicola, okay. which is a spicy ham. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting it on. I, I have to tear a piece of capicola apart. It shoots into my eye. It is the hottest feeling I've ever experienced in my eyeball. I couldn't see. I tell my boss next to me, and he just hands me another dough and says, pepperoni. <laughs> so, Can I, on, on a pizza-related topic, I, I really like Chris Cavender's Pizza Lover's Murder Mystery Series. I read a slice of murder. Okay. Very good. Yeah. We have them all here in the collection. Uh, I thought you were going to share, like, one more. Pizza-related? I don't think no, I have No, one more pizza kind of title. Pizza trauma. No. Oh, I, I title from his book. Oh, the book. title? Yeah. Uh, well, Slice of Murder, right. obviously, the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, they're all they're all pizza-themed. Yeah. So I wanted to hear that, the second one, That should I guess. be. Yeah, I know. I'm getting just, there. I'm getting just there. Just one more. Is it going to be like... Uh, pepperoni pizza can be murder. That's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> book two. Never mind. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> now we got to do this. Okay. A pizza to die for. This is the best one. I think this is the best one. Okay. Rest in pizza. <laughs> All right, book five. That's good. No, no. Killer crust. Killer crust. Killer crust, yep. Book six, the missing dough. (laughs) Finally, thin crust killers. Thin crust killers, yeah. (laughs) I did ask for that. You did. Yeah, you demanded. And then you got it. Sure did. Okay. Thin crust. (laughs) All right, anything else? Rest in pizza. That's pretty good. (laughs) It is good. I'm putting that on the book club. I'll tell you what, though. If you weren't dead, I feel like if somebody's like, hey, rest in pizza, be like, yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Unless it's Capicola and it burns your eyeball. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. What? Anything else? That's it. Oh, okay. That's easy enough. It's a short week, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you what we have. Ready, getting ready for the summer. Yeah. I've got some advance notices that are coming out in the summer. Yeah. So that's that's the big time. So here. And you. These are coming out. In- you're getting ready for uh, the library. We're, 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 we're getting into the planning stages, the putting things on paper for that's our summer, right. reading Big program. summer reading program we've got yeah. we've got other stuff coming before but that's yeah it's gonna be rough it's looming it's, in all of our yeah. minds yep <laughs> it basically has been looming since the end of august last year yeah you finished like, the summer reading program and you're like man what are we yeah. gonna do next time we plan the summer reading program like daniel Steele writes books finish one start the Sorry, next yeah. that's it yeah uh coming out june 13th uh probably because of the popular MTV show, uh, The Fall of Shannara, The Black Elf Stone. Well, so this is the part of a new uh, four-part series. Uh, it's a conclusion to the Shannara Chronicles. Uh, I feel like this, it still would have come out 
Sagittarius. It's, it's styled like the yeah. the TV, oh, okay. like the cover and everything. It's, well, I mean, it's clear, we like, got the first season on here, and it checks out a lot. Yeah, I like it. I'm oh yeah, you like it, it, but I like what I've read. Uh, oh boy, oh boy, this Go is ahead. worse than the pizza thing. But uh, June twentieth, new one from Janet Ivanovich. Uh huh. Janet Ivanovich. This is not Stephanie Plum. This okay. is called Dangerous Minds. Night and Moon Number Two. The perfectly mismatched crime fighting duo Emerson Knight and Riley Moon return in the second electrifying mystery by number one New York Times bestselling author Janet Ivanovich. How is that? Big Night and Moon fan? How is that worse than... Uh, I don't know. Their names are Night and Moon. Uh, I do like the Night, and I do have Pokemon Moon. Okay. So, yeah. did that answer your question? Well, I guess. That's coming out in June, if you're a fan of that. <gasps> oh, they do you call like, it Night and Moon in June. Do you like the Outlander stuff? Have you seen Outlander? You read the books? Anything no. like that? Nothing. I have no connection you know to Outlander. Nothing about it. Popular. Mm-hmm. The series is wildly popular. Books and, and DVDs. Yeah. This is a story collection coming out set in that world by Diana Gabaldon. Seven Stones to Stand or Fall. Uh, oh, boy. Previously published as a trail of fire. It also includes two never-published-before short stories from the yeah. best-selling author of the Outlander series. So if you're an Outlander completist, yes. this is for you. And we will have this late June, uh, June 27th. You can and check there that are out. many. Yes. Here's an odd one. Here's an odd one, and this is coming out in May. Uh, it's it looks more like a novella. It's by Stephen King and Richard Schismar. Okay, we have some Stephen King news too. <laughs> Gwendy's Button Box is what this is called. Wendy, no, Gwendy's Wendy. Button Box. Yeah, uh, and this is a pretty rare, um, not rare, but a limited printing. Journey back to Castle Rock again in this chilling new novella by Stephen King, uh, best-selling author of The Bazaar of Bad Dreams, and Richard Chismar, award-winning author of A Long December. This book will be a cemetery dance publication exclusively with no editions currently planned anywhere in the world. It's only 175 pages, uh, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, in the, Castle Rock is going to be a series, right? A TV series? Maybe. I, I haven't think heard it anything. it is like an anthology series. But anyway, so this is this is set in that. It sounds interesting. I don't know why he has a co-author, but that's that's coming your way. We'll have that in May, actually. That one's a little sooner. Okay. Uh, that was just announced, but it's coming out next month. So, uh, Finally, in large print, we're getting a number 11 in the 44 Scotland Street series from a uh, friend of the library, Alexander McCall Smith. Yeah. So ju- he just came out with... Um, the, the Italian tractor, bulldozer, the yeah, which is bulldozer. checked out. So uh-huh. good luck. Uh, this is a this is a large print version of the Birdie Project, number eleven in the forty four Scotland Street. Okay, these are this is I I tried to read the series and it was not for me. Um, I know my father in law really likes this one. These are published uh, serially, like in newspapers and magazines. Okay, and then collected as books. So they're kind of like little standalone vignettes put together sort of paint a whole picture so right. some people really love them but it's not a standard like novel you okay. know it's more of a collection but we're getting that in large print so you can look out for that and that will be in june as well did you want to talk about the pizza murders a little bit more because no feel like we, we do you you think, you think we got it covered well okay we got some uh right. stephen king right. oh really related news hit me um because in our we did a film to a book to a page to screen we we talked about when they were the movies were coming out and what we was sure coming did. out but just a heads up uh we're that's now dated information because the dark tower has been pushed back from July 28th 2017 mm-hmm. to August 4th 2017 wow which means it's now closer to it did you watch the it trailer no way i want to sleep at night should we watch it live <laughs> 
No, I, I don't think. Sorry, I we're not doing a reaction video. I don't to think it. I can I handle. I never want to watch it. Um, <laughs> you've never seen the original it, right? No. Okay, that's no. it. The, you've got the it trailer, and uh, you have to wait an extra week to see the Dark Tower. So I guess it's not like super news, right? So, but are you gonna go see the Dark Tower? Super news. I might go see it. Those books don't really interest me. But I'm gonna go see it. Okay. I like Idris Elba. I like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Yeah, I think that's how he's gonna play the Man in Black character. Probably. Too. Yeah. yeah. So makes sense. Have you ever read The Stand? Uh, no, I haven't. It was on my a... sister-in-law read The Stand, and she read like the complete The Stand. Okay, and it almost killed her. <laughs> she liked it, but she like wasn't a huge like. If you're a big fan going in, then the extended version you're probably gonna like. Right. Like seeing all the deleted scenes, but right. coming to it, it's already a big book. So right. when you add in that extra stuff, it's exhausting. Right. I was reading about uh like books about the apocalypse and stuff like yeah. good ones, and because uh, I got the Drowned World. And that was on there. I was like, I didn't realize that's what it's about. Yeah. I haven't seen the miniseries, and I haven't read the book. Okay. It's on my list. All right. You know. Well, thank you for that Stephen King news. Sure thing. No more sequels. Seems like he's done with sequels. I don't know. For a while. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. Okay. So. I, th- I think the Stephen King air uh, is out of the balloon now. I think we should move on. Probably. So. Yeah. Boy. All right. Well, let's talk <laughs> New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, let's do it. This is fun. This ha- this balloon has plenty of air. Yes, it does. Uh, number ten on the New York Times bestsellers list this week is the Tea Girl of Hummingbird Lane by Lisa C. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine is a Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towels. <laughs> what? It's the name. <laughs> I need Amor Towels, please. Mm-hmm. Just makes me laugh every time. Good stuff. Probably shouldn't. But yeah. Yeah, you insensitive. <laughs> um, are you going to read this, Gentleman in Moscow? It's been here forever now, 21 so. weeks. I'm sure Spielberg will turn it into a movie Probably. sometime. It's got a good title. With, uh, Remind me, what is this about? A Russian count undergoes 30 years of house arrest. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of good. Yep, there you go. It does sound like a Spielberg book, yeah, uh, movie, too. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy he's been casting a lot lately The from... Uh, Bridge of Spies? Oh, yeah. I, can't, I don't know his I name. I can't remember I his name. Yeah. Uh, if not for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. No, if not for you, by Debbie McCumber. My good friend, Debbie number McCumber. eight. Your good friend? I read one Debbie McCumber book, and now you're friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, number seven, The Woman in the Castle, <gasps> by Jessica uh, Shacktuck. Okay. The widows of three men killed for attempting to assassinate Hitler take refuge together at the war's end. I remember a couple of weeks back when that first came on, you said you were like, Jessica, shut up. <laughs> That's so true. funny. I oh, do I have so my hard. issues. Yeah. Do you think this is like a sequel to Valkyrie? Like these, these yeah. women were married to the yeah, people from Valkyrie? Yeah, a good movie. Do you like Valkyrie? I haven't seen it. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was really good. Okay. My so, brother Steve loves it. Oh, okay. So, one of the few movies that we both like. Yeah. What's one that he hates that you like that uh, I would think is crazy? He just always he just always likes the weird one. Like he likes Kronk's new groove better than the Emperor's new groove. Not even Patrick Warburton would. say I need that. you to stop telling me now things about <laughs> your brother Steve. If, right. if we're gonna have him on this show like again, he would love the Godfather Part Three more than any. Oh other boy, that'd probably be that'd probably be his jam. Okay, <laughs> number six. Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Wowzer. Yeah. You know what I found out? Tell me. Our copy of Mythology by Edith Hamilton was missing. <gasps> so I had to get us uh, another copy. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, number five, Mississippi Blood by Greg Isles. Uh-oh. Number four is new this week. Hey. You're not, pre- you're not prepared. Okay. The last... Oh, wait, no. The Lost Order, which might have been The Last Order. It might have been. We will yeah. never know. It was Lost. It's so. by Steve Barry. It's the... 
in the twelfth Cotton Malone thriller, huh. the former Justice Department operative pursues current and historical conspiracies. That surprises me. Good for you, Steve Barry. I didn't think he had that kind of draw. Really? Yeah. Twelve. Mm, I feel like. Okay. All right. Uh, number three, also new this week, The Chosen by J.R. Ward, book 15 in the Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Um, where are you going to put this one? Those can Romance? Me too. I don't Sci-fi? Know. Yeah. Fiction? I don't, Mystery? I don't, I don't know. Foreign don't language? Know. I'm surprised that's on there, too. History? That really seems like a niche kind of thing. But I, I think J.R. Ward's like a bigger name in that kind of genre. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two, new this week, All By Myself, Alone, oh. by Mary Higgins Clark. Mary Higgins Clark. I had that. I checked that out. I was going to read it, but I was still reading mm-hmm. the 100, so All right. I put it back in the pool and somebody snatched it up, but I do plan on reading it. Okay. More? <laughs> no, that's it. I'm just <laughs> All right. saying. Our, our uh, repertoire, not repertoire, what am I trying to say? Repartee. Our repartee. Yeah. Is lacking today. Is it? I left it in Florida. All right, let's go. But try. you know what? I brought some of that heat with me, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's finish this so we can get back to hardly working. Okay. As opposed to yeah. working hard. Working hard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, The Black Book by James Patterson and David Ellis. David Ellis. Now, you said you've read something with James Patterson and David Ellis and I you didn't know. like it. It sounded familiar. I, I don't remember if I have or not. Okay. I've read lots of uh, Alex Cross. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's I've it. lost. That's, that's yeah, that's one. it. Okay, okay. We All need right. we need like a jolt. A j- like here, come here. I'm gonna slap you in the face. All right, I'm gonna slap you okay. in the face. All right, Are one, you ready? two. Uh, <laughs> oh! Oh! oh, oh, my gosh, boy! You were supposed to open your hand. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Woo! But you so, know what? I think it worked. Yeah. Because I think we're definitely. I feel it. good. I feel better than I've ever felt. In my I know. Life. It's our literary awards roundup. Yeah. Here that's we go. True. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, the 2017 Hugo Award nominees yeah. have been announced. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll discuss this in more detail when the actual yep. uh, the final voting round it will open shortly yeah. of the Hugo Awards. Mm-hmm. It's a public thing, so you can get your membership and hey, vote hey, hey. for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they close July 15th, and usually. Uh, I don't... Oh, it's going to be August 11th okay. is when they announce those. So we'll, nice. we'll also announce the winners along with them. Okay. Uh, did we do... We did a Hugo episode. An episode yeah, on did. the Hugo Awards. Yep. So... Yep. The Hugo Awards presented annually since 1955 are science fiction's most prestigious award. The Hugo Awards are voted on by members of the World Science Fiction Convention, which is also responsible for administering them. Sure. Just a little background. Yeah. On the Hugo Awards. Um, All right. Let's talk. Oh, it looks like they have a new award this year. Um, I and I don't see. Usually they put up a. Uh, I was sorry, I was looking. Usually they do a uh, retro, retro. Oh yeah, award, yeah you're right. But I, well, that's probably not something that's nominated. It's probably just. I I see with the final. So let's let's dive in with best novel. Best novel. Go I ahead. haven't heard of any of these, so don't really? ask me. Okay. Uh, All the birds in the sky by what's, Charlie Jane Anders. What's that like? I. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't okay. read that one. Right. A Closed and Common Orbit by Becky Chambers. I know. Oh, you, you don't know that, that one. Okay, all right. Yeah, you were looking at me. I don't know. Yep. Uh, Death's End by uh, Sinzin Lu, translated by Ken Lu. Or Lao? Probably Lao. I think it's Lu. Okay. Uh, Nine Fox Gambit by Yoon Har Lee. Ooh. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with Gambit, the X-Men oh, character. Darn. Sorry, yeah. Uh, the Obelisk Gate by N.K. Jemison. Yeah, now this one I haven't read it, but we do. This is one I know that we have. The Obelisk Gate. Yeah, we do. 
Uh, mm-hmm. She won last year. Really? I want to say. Huh. Uh, for the fifth season. Okay. I hope I got that right. Me I too. Uh, and then Two Like Lightning by Ada Palmer. Okay. Now, are you going to read any of these? Um, I'm... As you can tell by that list of books I had to buy, I'm still very behind. Okay. I've only read about 25 of the Hugo winners. So you don't catch up with the current? Uh, Sometimes if it's very... uh, Well, no. See, I read Red Shirts and uh, Wind Up Girl, but I wanted to read those anyway, and then I found out they were winners. So I will eventually get up to these. I'm trying to read like the older stuff first, I guess. All right. Um, But I will read the winner. um, And You will? Yeah. Okay. Uh, eventually. All right. Nice. Uh, do you want to talk novella or you want to jump down to No, let's, a let's do novella. Novella okay. is a little shorter. Uh, right. Let's see. So we got The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor, uh, no, by Victor Laval. We got The Dream Quest of Valetti Bow by Kinz Johnson. Every Heart a Doorway. And isn't, isn't that true? true? That's true. Yep. You, you gotta, sometimes you got to open yep. those doors. Yeah. Sometimes those doors get shut. That's right. Then and you got to open a window. Yeah. Sometimes they open a window. Yeah. But if the heart's the door, yeah, and you open the window, it's like a liver. Are you are you telling me that a liver is not a vital part? No, I that I get that. Yeah, but like I said, a door closes, and you said you got to open a (laughs) window. So yeah, it's like a revenge move. (laughs) My gosh, (laughs) shut me out, will (laughs) you? You you've had your window open then. Yeah, I have because. uh, You had a Big. giant golf ball sized tumor in there. <laughs> I wish it was golf ball size. Wait, was but, golf ball size too small? Yeah. You're saying baseball? It was baseball, yeah. Oh my God. It's I'm glad gone you, now. It's fine. I know. I'm glad you said baseball because if you yeah. had said bigger, I might yeah. have passed out basketball. right here. Basketball. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I had to push it around in a handcart, but it's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I'm going to pass out. Penrick uh, <laughs> and the Shaman okay. by Lewis McMaster. B- oh, wait, but this is a long name. Lewis McMaster. Bujold. Bujold. McMaster is a last name. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Yeah. You've got an MC before yeah. another name. That's your last name. You're right. A Taste of Honey by K. Ashton Wilson. I kind of think listening to this podcast is like a taste of honey. It is. So, You're right. And This Census Taker by China Meville. Okay. Interesting. So this Soup's interesting. Yeah. So there's also Best Novelette, which is just shorter. And then Best Short Story, which is Shorter Yet. So we, well, we won't go into those, but we can probably talk about the winners when the time comes. Shall right. We, shall we jump down to best graphic story? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, we've got uh, Black Panther, Volume 1, A Nation Under Our Feet. That's oh, a Marvel I that. Comics. I read that. Did you? Yeah. Did you like it? Not really. All it's right. okay. Nick's not giving his vote to Black Panther, Volume 1. <laughs> we got Monstrous, Volume 1, by uh, Awakening, by Marjorie Liu. Um, you know Marjorie Liu. She I mean, writes the uh, Legend series yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. In the young adult section. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard lots of... I've seen Monstrous a lot online, but I haven't looked it up. I haven't read it. Yeah. So I might have to check that out. We have Ms. Marvel Volume 5, Super Famous. We have all the Ms. Marvels in our series. This is about uh, Marvel's new teen hero. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what her powers are. You know, a lot of of the ones on this list were part of the Goodreads Choice Awards, too. Son of a gun. Well, that... It would make sense. Hugo oh, is yeah. a fan. Yeah, fan-based. Uh, so we got Paper yeah. Girls Volume 1. Love Paper Out of this Girls. list, Paper Girls Volume 1 is probably my my choice by Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, then you have Saga Volume 6 by Brian K. Vaughn as well. Mm-hmm. And then The Vision, Volume 1, Little Worse Than a Man. I haven't read that uh, By Tom King. I wonder if it's more more or less likely that a sequel or a later volume of something would win over, over an original or a Volume 1. Oh, you mean 
whether or not Saga or yeah. his Marvel have yeah, a chance against ones. Paper Girls. Right. I don't know. I feel like you'd want to give it to the new thing. I would think so, too. I well, feel... it's the same with Best Novel. We were talking about yeah. the, the Obelisk Gate, which is book two in, in that series. So, mm-hmm. you know, are those going to win? I don't know. Uh, I guess because it's fan-based. I would say if it is sale-based, right. you'd probably be more better off going with a... Well... With a book one. I can't think know? of too many sequels that have won. You've got Ender's Game winning, and then you've got uh, Speaker for the Dead winning back-to-back. That you could it, practically read those as standalones. Yeah. You? But then you have David Brin's, uh He didn't win for his first Uplift book, but uh, Star Tide Rising and then uh, The Uplift War both mm. won. Okay. And those are sequels. Yeah. Um, well, again, if it's fan-based and you have people who are yeah. following that series and yeah. you know really got into it. But again, book. Brin's books, like... There, those two books are very different as well and deal with different things. Like, if you read The Uplift War and then Star Tide Rising, I don't think you'd be very lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we do have Best Dramatic Presentation Long Form. That's just a way to say Best Sci-Fi Movie. Right. <laughs> um, so we got Arrival, the movie. Yeah, I love Arrival. Deadpool. Deadpool's not going to win. No. Uh, we should just mention that. Ghostbusters. Yep. Ghostbusters isn't going to win either. No. Uh, Hidden Figures. I'm a little... Annoyed that's on there, cause, yeah. but I guess this is I guess Apollo thirteen and um, I can't remember what it was. There's been another movie that also was nonfiction that's been on this list. Interesting. So, but I would have not thought Hidden Figures would be eligible. I mean, I guess I'm glad it's no, I there. I wouldn't have put Apollo thirteen on it either. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't really fit with so the other things. It's I kind of think it's hard to. Uh, I kind of think Hidden Figures is then going to be. It could be like the surprise win because my guess is Arrival is going to win. But I w- wouldn't be surprised with Hidden Figures on there that it would win this award. Yeah. Uh, you have Rogue One. I don't think it's going to win. No, no, and no, then no. you have Stranger Things, which... That might. That might. Yeah. Um, but I do think... Um, I wouldn't... My guess is it's going to be between Arrival and Hidden Figures, and yeah. I would expect it to be Arrival. So... Yeah. Um, so we have one other thing i like to mention. Okay. Uh, yeah, they don't have the... Uh, the thing, the the retroactive yeah. one, but uh, according to this, uh, there is a pending amendment to the uh, Hugo Constitution that, if ratified by the 2017 meeting, will add best series as a new permanent category. Interesting. Um, and I wonder if that's because at one point a few years ago, the whole Wheel of Time series, because it had never won a single an award for any of the books mm-hmm. after it was done it was able to be nominated as one work mm-hmm. and best novel that uh, makes sense and there was a lot of like controversy about that being there but also because the Hugo voters and stuff are kind of snobs <laughs> um, so uh, their rules now is it's a multi-volume science fiction or fantasy story unified by elements such as plot, character, setting, and presentation has to appear in at least three volumes consisting of a total of at least 240,000 words by the close of the previous calendar year, and at least one volume which was published in the previous year. Uh, if any series or subset series, therefore, has received sufficient nomination to appear in the final ballot, only versions receive... Okay. So let's see. Best series. Okay. Uh, the Craft Sequence by Max Gladstone. I'm not sure we have this here. Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. The Expanse by James S. Corey. We do have all of those. Yes, and the first season of mm-hmm. the show. Yep. Yep. Have you, you haven't watched that. No, I haven't. My wife read the first book and loved it, so I, I need, love I the need first to read book. It. The first book was great. Um, 
second one was okay, but okay. the first one was like, yes, this is what I want to read. Mm. Stuff like this. Great. The October Day books, Day, spelled D-A-Y-E. Yeah. Uh, the Peter Grant Rivers of London by Ben Aronov- Aronovich. Uh, the, oh boy, are you down there? Are you reading it with me? Yeah. Okay, what was that? The Tamara mm. Seer? Okay. By Naomi Novak. She wrote, uh, it's a young adult book, the, boy, oops, I forgot, Up, Uproot, Uprooted. Okay. Uh, it won the Nebula, oh. and it was a young adult series as okay. well. And then you got the Vorkensigen. Vorkosigen? Vorkosigen. Oh, boy. Vorkosigen series. I'm glad I, I'm glad I suggested Bougeau. I read these. Yeah. Oh, there she is again, yep, Lois McMaster Bajoy. All right, she is. so that's what we have. We'll talk about those in August. And when? August, August. August 11th okay, is the winner. So at the end of the summer, we'll check back in with the Hugo Awards. And, and remember, I'm, you know the winners. I'm pretty sure they're still doing it this way. If you uh, if you go online to uh, to find the Hugos, you can uh, pay your membership fee so you can vote for these. And they also send you a digital collection of all the nominated material. Wow. So um, some, cool. sometimes things aren't included. Um, but that's how I ended up getting the entire Wheel of Time series in ebook form mm-hmm. because I did that as well. So, and I, I'd say it's um, it's pretty worth it for a lot of like the smaller stuff, the novellas, the novelettes, the yeah. short stories. You just easiest get, way, easiest. So, way and then you get to vote, yeah. and that's always fun. That's Voting. Cool. Remember when we voted? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So again, we'll check we'll check in on that again. But now uh, the winners for the Pulitzer Prize probably, have been announced. Probably the so award that has the most lasting effect in their choices. <laughs> would you say? Yes. And as we've traveled through the ages, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen nothing but books that have stood the test of time in both heart and soul. Of yeah. Readers. Well, I think the Pulitzer prizes tend to be a little bit more dynamic. Like it, it tends to be things that are really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either either really tied to the time that they're nominated in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't have to be like a timeless thing. I think the Pulitzers look at like this is what's happening in the world, right. this is what's happening right now, and like mm-hmm. bam, this is what won. Uh, so I think that's part of the reason why you don't see some of these, you know, that are oh, it won the Pulitzer, so it's going right. to have be forever remembered. You know, I that's guess not necessarily do true, you, but because like with the Hugos, like. You've heard of Starship Troopers. Yeah. You've heard of Stranger in a Strange Land. Right. Um, but those, you know, those are books of their time. People are like, oh, this is where this stuff is going. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think something like that would last versus, like, I couldn't tell you a single Pulitzer Prize book? Well, I think the main difference, well, you could. I mean, if we really went through the list, there'd be right. a lot that you would recognize. But I think it comes back to how and why they're chosen. Right. I mean, Hugo Awards uh, and, and things like the the People's Choice Awards the or Good the, Reads the Awards. Good Reads right. Awards. I mean, those are those are popularity contests. You know, right. those are those are all about like what's reaching the broadest audience. That's true. Uh, and so the goals, I think, are very different. Where I think the Pulitzer Prize is a little bit more. You know, we have a panel. We're going to sit down and really investigate things, find something, and pull it out and say like this. This is a prime example of what's happening in this year. You know, mm-hmm. and excellence in that category. So, you know, that's that's more. That's it's not a it's not a big populist thing. That's that's mm-hmm. more about you know uh, selection versus yeah. like 
you know, let's should, all decide what we like the best. Should yeah. I write down what I think won the Pulitzer Prize this <laughs> yeah. year? Go ahead. And then yeah. uh, show you that I was right? Yeah, please okay. do. I'm going to use one do. of your fancy uh, director of the library pens. Look at these. Yes, please go ahead. Right. Now, you can find the full list of the Pulitzer Prize at pulitzer.org slash prizewinners by year. <laughs> we're going to be talking about 2017. A lot of the awards uh, relating to what we're talking about here, uh, a lot of them are for journalism. So that's definitely going to be something that's... Uh, um, unique to this time, uh, something you can sort of look back on and yeah. see, oh, hey, what was going on? So there's a lot of journalism awards that uh, okay. I'm not going to go into, but they right. are, they're all there Did Lois Lane get nominated again, or was she uh, <laughs> Yeah, she was, she was robbed this time. Uh, in How a, many exposés on Lex Luthor does she have to write to get the attention of the Pulitzer a Prize? Lot, a lot. Okay. So I'm going to focus on the letters, drama, and music uh, portion of the Pulitzer Prize. Letters, winners. drama, and music? So let's talk fiction. Finalists for fiction included Imagine Me Gone by Adam Hazlitt and The Sport of Kings by C.E. Morgan. Didn't win. Uh, those did not win. Nope. What did win was... Uh, what is the Underground Railroad? The, the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Look at that. Uh, for a smart melding of realism and allegory that combines the violence of slavery and the drama of escape in a myth that speaks to contemporary America. <laughs> this is... Boy, if there was a it's time... Not, it's not unprecedented, right. but... It is it is one of the rare instances where uh, you have you have critical acclaim. You have yeah. like from an educational standpoint, sales. People are saying this is great sales. Yeah, that, I mean, how, it's just, forty just weeks on the list. All. I think it was this book won. Uh, it was selected as Oprah's book club. Yep, for one Goodreads Choice Award. It was a Goodreads Choice Award winner for historical fiction. Yeah. It won the National Book Award for fiction yep. and the Pulitzer Prize for yep. fiction. That's rare. And you can go back. Uh, and listen to our podcast and listen to the New York Times bestsellers list. And there it's are there. months it's where it's there, just over there. And, over and, and over. like, usually, yeah. like, it was in the top two or three. And I think it's yeah. just because some of the other stuff stole the spotlight right yeah, now. Yeah. And it also, it kind of, yeah, rebounded too. I'm like sure it it'll be right back there. Right back. Also, we only, we only talk about hardcover. Yeah. Is it in it's paperback? Not in paperback. Yet? Okay. They're wise to not put it in paperback yeah. yet. Uh, but paperback should be coming out soon, yeah. and then it will top that list, yes. most definitely. But uh, it is, it's is—it's worth noting, uh, winning the Pulitzer Prize in the National Book Award has not happened very often. And the last time it happened was in 1993 for the shipping news. So Ooh. a nice long stretch between that happening. So Sci-fi fantasy uh, kind of has... Big deal. And I got to say, when we did it for the book club, it really... People were really mm -hmm. uh, affected by the book, and it, it led to a really good discussion. So All right. Uh, we, we do have multiple copies of this. We have it in large print. We have it, I think we even have it in audio. Right. Uh, if you haven't read it, uh, it's it's becoming a very important book. So mm -hmm. I think it would be worth checking out. It is a little rough in places. I mean, the... the that's, that's what I've heard. The violence and the... Uh, you know the the slavery related violence depicted mm. does not pull punches uh it's very upsetting um it's you know it's isolated it's, there's a book for you to there but it's whew. you could have chose not to enjoy yeah and at the right time it yeah. was the underground railroad yeah. for you yeah because you decided like very early on just as like the sales were picking up that you didn't love it and then nothing but yeah. awards showering down on it and you're like it's just been fun to watch watch yeah. you have to deal with this this part of yourself yeah so I'm glad I've I'm glad I've watched you grow. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I I think that this will be this will be a case where the book is remembered, which is the opposite of what I thought when I read it. I right. really thought it was kind of a knee jerk, flash in the pan kind of thing. Well, I'm but, sure there's a movie on the way, but probably. But for whatever reason, I mean, it's really connecting with a, a wide variety uh, in in the type of audience that it's attracting, right. and you know, it raises important issues and issues that like 
we like to pretend are not here anymore, but clearly right. are. So, you know, the you know, the timeliness of this book is, is I impressive. I guess I so. thought it was on the Hugo Awards as well for something. Oh, well, but it could be. It I, could be because it is, it, it is so vaguely, uh, it, has, it, has, it has fantasy elements to it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, so I can't, I can't find it, so maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Okay. Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Uh, finalists included A 24-Decade History of Popular Music by Taylor Mack and The Wolves by Sarah DeLapp. The winner went to Sweat by Lynn Nottage. Mm. Sweat. For a nuanced yet powerful drama that reminds audiences of the stacked deck still facing workers searching for the American dream. So, again, an issue that we're seeing a lot, uh, which is, you know, kind of... Uh, one of the things that I think the Pulitzer's really take into account, you know, how relevant is this to today? Okay. Let's look at works in history. Uh, they include, uh, finalists included, Brothers at Arms, American Independence, and the Men of France and Spain Who Saved It by Larry D. Ferrero, and New England Bound, Slavery and Colonization in Early America by Wendy Warren. The winner went to Blood in the Water, the Attica Prison Uprising of 1971. Attica, Attica! and its legacy by Heather Ann Thompson for a narrative history that sets high standards for scholarly judgment and tenacity of inquiry in seeking the truth about the 1971 Attica prison riots. I think this one we actually already do have in the collection, but we will be ordering all of the ones that we talk about today, all the winners, I should say, some of the finalists we already have. All of the winners, if we don't have them already, we will be ordering them, so you'll be able to check out any of these. Uh, Biography or autobiography. Uh, finalists include In the Dark Room by Susan Faludi and When Breath Becomes Air by the late Paul Kalanithi. <gasps> no Princess Diarist? Nope. Uh, she's nominated. Princess Diarist is up for best related work. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Did you read that one? The uh, brand new one, no, Princess Diarist? No, I read her other okay. two. Okay. Sorry. Uh, biography or autobiography. Uh, the winner was The Return, Fathers, Sons, and the Land in Between by Hisham Matar. <gasps> For a first-person elegy for home and father that examines with controlled emotion the <laughs> past and present of an embattled region. Mm. Uh, poetry. Oh, no. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> finalists. Hold this, on, everyone. You know, April is National Poetry Month. Sure is. So we, I'll be doing a reading of some uh, poetry. So if you have some uh, poems that I should read, I'll be reading it to some of the senior care facilities around here. So I send like them my way. the poem from the gray Okay. that Liam Neeson says as mm-hmm. he's fighting the wolves. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. One last. We also okay. have uh, Donica Kelly, who was long listed for the National Book Award in 2016 she for her work, familiar. The Bestiary. That she's coming here, seven o'clock. That's why she sounds familiar. Thank Tuesday, you. the 25th. Yes, the 25th. So hope you'll join us for that because she's uh, her work is great. Uh, anyway, collected poems 1950 to 2012 by the late Adrian Rich and uh, oh boy, 20 by Campbell oh. McGrath. Okay. Uh, and or it's XX, so it's either twenty or just XX. But yeah. I assume it's a Roman numeral. <laughs> Olio by maybe it's uh, Vin Diesel's younger brother. It could be double X. Yeah, double X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Olio by Tihemba Jess for a distinctive work that melds performance art with a deeper art of poetry to explore collective memory and challenge contemporary notions of race and identity. Mm. Final two, we have general nonfiction. Finalists included in A Different Key, The Story of Autism by John Donovan and Karen Zucker, and The Politics of Mourning, Death and Honor in Arlington National Cemetery by Mickey McElia. The winner went to Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City by Matthew Desmond. I believe this won... Did it win the National Book Award? We've talked about this one before Sounds in another familiar. award show. I, I don't know off the top of my head. For a deeply researched expose that showed how mass evictions after the 2008 economic crash were less a consequence than a cause of poverty. And finally, for music, 
The finalists included Bound to the Bow by Ashley Pure and Ipsa Dixit by Kate Soper. The winner, Angel's Bone by Du Yoon, premiered on January 6, 2016 at the Prototype Festival, uh-huh. 3LD Arts and Technology Center, New York City. A bold operatic work that integrates vocal and instrumental elements and a wide range of styles into a harrowing allegory for human trafficking in the modern world. Jeez. Libretto by Royce Vavrick. So okay. there you go. Uh, no special citations this year. Typically, they have a special award or a citation. Mm. They did not hey, do that this year. I got one. Yeah. Best co-host. Hey, man. Nick Gunning. Thank you. Winner. So you can find out more information on all of these yeah. and the journalism awards that we didn't cover, uh, and just information in past years as well at Pulitzer.org. And we will have the winners in the collection okay. very soon. You didn't seem to... As enthralled by that award I just that gave you, you, you didn't seem very thankful for it. No. You didn't seem hey, heartwarmed. No way. Uh, I said best co-host. You Normally, did. you would think I would give that to myself as yes. a joke, but I didn't. Yes. I was trying to be heartfelt. And, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It made me rethink things. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that, That's how people accept Oscars, too. They just get oh. up there and like, I, pre- I appreciate it. Good. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, what are we talking about next week? Uh, let's talk about book ruts book next ruts, week. Yes. How to get out of a reading rut. Yeah. Have you ever just been stuck? Yeah. Not able to pick up anything. You don't know what you want to read. It's been hitting Nothing me a lot sounds lately. Good. Yeah. It's, it's a bad, it's a bad time yeah. in the gutting house when I finish a book and I'm like, I just don't know what I want to read. Uh, My wife just runs out to the car. I've, I've been there. I turns was there the car once. On, drives away. Yeah. And just, yeah, I understand. Back. Full beard. I have <laughs> just in a pile of books on yeah, the ground. Like, I don't what know what. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I've, I've seen you. You you get on your like little, you get on a chair or a stool yeah. or a little ladder. Yes. And you're up there like, oh, but I want to read this. Yeah. Oh, but I've seen this. Oh, but this one. Oh, yeah. but I did just read. Yeah. It's nonsense. Yeah. I know. <laughs> just pick up a book and read it, I man. Know. Oh, wait. So, or we're going to be talking about what we do, and we also want to hear from listeners. Yeah. So tell us how you get out of a book ruts. Maybe some examples of the worst book ruts you've ever had. Oh, boy. And we're going to dig into those next week. So remember, you can reach us on Twitter at All the Book Show. Facebook yeah. at David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. Email if you want to be old school. Sure. Yeah. Wellsville at STLS. Snail mail if you think yeah, you could. Yeah, 155 uh, North Main Street. If you think you could get here in time. Yeah, you give us a call. Could in a week. Yeah. So we definitely, we definitely. Give us a call. <laughs> yeah. Why <laughs> like, not? We're going to get a phone yeah, call. Yeah, we'll get a phone like, call. Yeah. Yeah. Call yeah. for Nick Gunning, director yeah. of the library. <laughs> Hello. Hey there. <laughs> oh. So anyway, send us your thoughts yeah. on Book Ruds. Okay. So we're, we're going to be talking. And while you're at it. You can hop on iTunes and give all the book show a rating. Yeah, that's the that's like the best way for people to find the podcast. Yeah. The more ratings it has, the higher it goes up in the pool, yeah. and people find us. Yeah. So you know, yeah. uh, Angelica Radio listeners, hello, and thanks <laughs> yeah. for tuning in Wednesday night. Special thanks at nine o'clock. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Special thanks to Ben Lehman yes. for our themes. Yes. Uh, I don't think normally when we play a theme, we're like that was Ben Lehman, yeah. but like. It's it's also the intro and uh, outro, outro of yeah. every every week. Yeah. So probably yeah. start thanking old Ben Lehman That's for right. our themes. And we have a few more. We have yeah. a few more in the hopper that you may be hearing in, in the, the next coming weeks. In so. the hopper? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so tune if you weren't that. if you weren't keeping songs yeah. for a podcast in a hopper, yeah. What do you normally use a hopper for? It's pretty much just for keeping songs <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. other, and other things. Uh, we got a lot going on at the library this month. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I don't already, think so. You'd have to convince me. I already mentioned the book clubs. I mentioned yep. Donica Kelly coming on the 25th, 7 mm-hmm. o'clock. 
Uh, on the 20th, we have the Alfred State uh, Jazz Ensemble, the Statesmen. They're Ooh. great. People love them. They're always say, when's mm-hmm. the jazz guys coming back? Well, they're coming back <coughs> on the 20th at nice. 7 o'clock. Jazz then, on jazz on jazz. That's right. And then the 27th, we have a return from Genesee Dance Theater. Uh, you might remember them from their sellout performances of the Nutcracker for the yeah. last three years. We have to keep adding shows. Yeah. Uh, they're doing an original ballet called Paper Moon, which is set to songs from the American Songbook. So mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, exciting times here at the library. Okay. So you got your teen photo show. We got the teen teen photography show. Already. Uh, we're collecting photos this very week. Yeah. Teens. Bring your photos. Yeah, that's, that's basically all it yeah. is. Uh, we put them up next week, so our exhibition room will be full of uh, teen photography art. Um, it, it looked great last year. It did. Um, yeah, we had there a huge lot of, turnout last year. There were a lot of uh, really good photos. There were a lot of very unique photos. Uh, um, a lot of uh, There's a lot of, like, kind of uh, a band. Every now and then you'll be driving on the road and you're like, oh, that shack's been abandoned for 20 years. Yeah. But the, these teens, they see that and like, I'm going to immortalize that yeah. shack in a photo. I honestly, I was really impressed with the photos that we got yeah. last year. Yeah, some of them uh, they looked very professional. They did. Um, they did. So, and then we have a reception, an open reception, uh, with uh, some food with uh, awards, and that and Brian is Brian Oglesby will be there. Brian Oglesby, we, some Brian. Yeah. Uh, that is, I can't say now because I forget. I can't. Okay. I think it's the second. Yeah. May second. We'll, 2nd we'll sounds post right. it. We'll yes. post it. Um. And that's 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 a fun night. I think we played jazz. We did. We played a jazz CD yes, that night. Yes, we sure so did. Yeah. Nothing but jazz at the library. That's right. This, this library is all about jazz. Yeah, all about jazz. Yeah. We have all an right. episode called uh, "Don't Tell Me How to Listen to Jazz." Yeah, I think but I don't do. remember why I said that. I don't remember what it's called either. All right. That's yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, don't that's tell me. Right. No, I won't. So is what, that, what do oh, we have coming up? We're, we're gonna... also showing Moana. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to be showing the Disney movie Moana. Mm-hmm. That is May fifth. Mm-hmm. So in two weeks. I know most of you are going to be. Going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But guess what? You can do both. Yeah. Start your day with Moana. Yeah. Go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Do the whole thing, yeah. You and I, my friend. Our senior matinee. Oh, right. Is this month, uh, the 25th. It's a Neil Simon called The Sunshine Boys starring Walter Matthau and George Burns. Both actors that I love. Yeah. So I've seen this movie. George Burns is the narrator from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes, he is. But I don't think that's how he'd want to be remembered. But yes, he is that. Yeah. Anyway. Hope you'll join us All for right. that. Anything else? Yeah. we, You and I, my friend, in two weeks, we're going to see Hamilton. Oh, that's true. Yes. Uh, that's the same week we're showing Moana. We're going yeah. to go to Chicago. Yeah. Chicago on Broadway. Yeah. Yep. The, the big life. Windy City? Is Chicago the Windy City? I'm sure it has wind. Okay. Chicago is also where... No, wait. Detroit is where uh, Robocop's from. Where's no. Detroit? Detroit is in Michigan. Where's Chicago? Illinois. Okay. These are different places then. Yeah. Uh, it is true. Uh, Chicago is the Windy City, I fact. All right, well, we're going to the Windy City to to see Hamilton. Uh, I feel like we started talking about Hamilton very early on in this podcast. It was like the first episode you were talking about. Because I was like, hey, there was this video I saw years ago, and then, like, everyone's like, "Uh, there's an actual musical now. And it was, so. Yeah, it was crazy. It'd be exciting. Crazy. That's, yeah, that's so it. we'll report back about yeah. that. We have to decide: Are we going to see Guardians while before we see him? Anyway, oh, tough choices. Yeah, tough choices. All right, folks. Well, send us your thoughts on book ruts, how send. to get out of them, some of your worst ones. Yeah, and we'll talk about those in episode eighty-eight. We'll see you then.